of the hour news as it happens when it happens wherever it happens local regional and global only on q95 the big station q95da.com right on q Good evening. This is the Prime Evening News for today, Monday, August 29th, 2022. I am your presenter, Jade George. In the headlines, when it happens, wherever it Justice Dr. Irving Andre says Dominicans must look themselves in the mirror and ask themselves why are other nationalities being employed to do work in Dominica that they themselves can do. Tourism is something that no longer works in, the, in this region, said UFC co-founder and chairman Rafael De Angelis during the Venture Capital's firm's inaugural investment summit on Thursday in Barbados. And Rishi Sunak, a contender for the leadership of Conservative Party, claims that if elected Prime Minister, he will act incredibly quickly to address the rising cost of fuel in the UK. The news is brought to you, compliments Digicel. The details coming up next. For money, we hear you, Dominica. For as low as five dollars, you can now activate a one-day Digicel Prime bundle and get unlimited Digi2Digi calls, 25 anywhere minutes, 1.5 gigs data to use as you like, endless social messaging on WhatsApp, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, plus seven gigs data to use Digicel apps. Activate a Digicel Prime bundle today in my Digicel app or dial star one four zero and a punky. Digicel, better together. The entire goal of government can be summed up in a nutshell as presumably to foster an environment that will enable the majority of its citizens to succeed. This from Justice Dr. Irvin Andre on the Global View on Q, hosted by Sheridan Gregor, Mr. G. He highlighted that foreign workers are receiving jobs on the island, displacing local workers in the midst of an existential crisis. While it is not the government's obligation to provide jobs to all its citizens, once it creates that environment, there are other individuals who can establish businesses and can create such employment. Dr. Andre makes the point that locals are left on their own, while other nationalities receive contracts from Dominica's government. He believes this implies categorically that you are unworthy of taking part in the development of your own island. In fact, it's, it's amazing because nowhere else in the Eastern Caribbean or in the Caribbean itself would this happen that in the midst of an existential crisis occasioned first by a hurricane, occasioned second by the COVID-19 pandemic, we have foreign workers displacing. He said this would never occur in other countries. Dominicans must therefore confront this circumstance by asking themselves a question in the mirror. Is it accurate to say that I cannot perform some of the tasks that other nationalities seem to be performing in Dominica? Nowhere else would that ever, nowhere else would that ever happen. And so Dominicans have to deal with this situation by looking that, at themselves in the mirror and asking themselves, why is that the case? As someone told me the other day, am I not a person? Don't I have a dignity also? 
am I not capable of performing some of those work, that type of work, which all the nationalities seem to be doing within Dominica? Justice Dr. Irvin Andre. Opposition leader Lennox Linton alleges House Speaker Joseph Isaac continues to allow members that the DLP administration to influence the conduct of his duties contrary to the intents of the framers, farmers of Dominica's constitution. Linton expressed that perspective on the Talk on the Block program as regards the matter of the current trends that are not occurring or are occurring in the House of Assembly and the implications of the direction that the institution is embracing. He says such conduct in relation to the rights of freedoms of elected members in the House of Parliament is abhorrent. Linton opines that such conducts and actions are totally contrary to what was envi envis envisioned by the framers of the Constitution. How could this be? How could we have? How could this be? How could we have a Speaker of the Parliament directly or indirectly under the influence of a jailed convict in a foreign land committed to protecting that convict by denying elected members of the Parliament in which he serves the right to freedom of speech and the right to the free speech immunity that is enjoyed by parliamentarians all around the world. The speaker is prepared to deprive members of the minority in the parliament of that privilege because of the influence, direct or indirect, that a jailed convict in a foreign land exerts over him. I wonder whether the framers of the constitution could have envisioned such a scenario when they were concerned that in order for you to be qualified to sit and to serve in the parliament, you could not be under the influence of a foreign power or state. Okay, that's fine. What about the foreign individual, the foreign convict, the jailed money launderer in a foreign land? Is it okay to be under that power and that influence as you serve in the parliament? That was the leader of the opposition, Lennox Linton. Investigations are ongoing into a fire that took place last evening in Campbell, where a family of seven has been identified as the victims of the blaze. But fortunately, no casualties or injuries have been reported. Acting Deputy Fire Chief Alvin Bellot reveals that the team received a call of action around 8.30 p.m. and on arrival on the scene two hours were already, two houses were already ablaze. The cause of the fire is still unknown, however, investigations are presently going on. Well, the fire service received a call at about 20.30, that is half past eight, about a call at Campbell. Our crews responded and when we got there, we saw that there were two houses affected. There was a wooden house that was completely gutted and a concrete structure. The fire was quickly put off. We extinguished that fire and uh, the investigations are ongoing uh, presently. What I can say to you is that a family of seven was affected by that fire. The cause of the fire is under investigation presently. We have no reports of injuries as a result of the fire. Acting Deputy Fire Chief Alvin Bellot. 
The necessity for dredging, according to marine expert Dr. Camille David of Caribbean Aquaterrestrial Solutions, is a sign that the watershed is not operating as it should. And when more materials and sediments are dumped than transferred, the entire flow mechanisms of the river will be jeopardized. He was speaking on the Lifeline program hosted by Dr. Thompson Fountain on Q95 Sunday morning. The need for dredging basically is a symptom that the watershed is not functioning that the way it should. So if more material, more sediments are being deposited than is being transported, it means that um, the whole flow mechanism of the water, of the river, is significantly compromised. And obviously, um, from time to time, uh, various kinds of management interventions might be necessary. Now, typically in Dominica, we, we normally approach that by a, a very quick fix, cosmetic kind of way, you know, to see that things are happening. You put a bulldozer in the river and you, you try to um, remove the sediments in there. But uh, that kind of, of, of activity could significantly and seriously impact the way that the water course functions. So let's, let's try to understand and get an appreciation of, of what really happened. Mr. David continued by pointing out that a well-functioning river has its own controls, such as the stones in the river whose primary duty is to regulate the river's flow and stiffness while simultaneously serving as resistance. Uh, a good functioning river has its own um, controls. So, for example, it has its, the, the rocks in the river, or the stones as we call it, that will control the, 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 the flow of the rapidity. Obviously, um, it, it, it presents a, a resistance to, to the flow of the water. Um, the, 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 the width of the channel versus the depth of, of, the, of, the, of the banks, that, that is also um, a control mechanism for flow. Uh, the various meanders um, also um, provides a lot of resistance in terms of the flow of water down the river. So when we, when we dredge, what we are doing in effect, we are really decharacterizing the, the whole water course and that has implications for how quickly the water will flow through the through the water channel and that has serious implications for river life so for example when you when we dredge we remove the materials um we are changing the water currents we are changing the speed of the water and and, and, and important species of river life fish that was Caribbean Aqua Terrestrial Solutions marine expert Dr. Camille David. According to John Blanchard, the treasurer of the Concerned Citizens Movement, there have been numerous instances where Dominica's leaders have been outwitted by foreign leaders. As a result, citizens have begun to wonder whether there is a mole operating in Dominica to advance the interests of foreign leaders. He was speaking on Q95 last week. There is a long list of events where Dominica's leader was outsmarted, was outsmarted by foreign leaders, triggering citizens to ask whether a mole has been planted in Dominica to serve the interest of foreigners. Hmm. Very strong point and a good way to start, of course. And we have a few examples, of course, described also have it in, this, in the writing. We all know of Ross University, who left our shores a few years ago, I believe it was in 2018, taking away 30% of our gross domestic product. Can you imagine that, folks? So that is 30% of a GDP. 30%, that's a very big figure. 
Blanchard noted that 30 cents of every dollar of revenue Dominica earned came from the Ross University School of Medicine. He stated that Ross University contributed to almost 30% to Dominica's GDP. Ross was contributing 30 cents to every dollar of revenues that Dominica got. So, so every dollar, 30 cents was coming from Ross. That's what it means. 30% of our GDP was coming from Ross in simple language. And that left our shores just like that. And the thing about it is, Ross going to Barbados is only contributing 1% to Barbados economy, you know, 1% of their GDP. But Mia Motley is excited. Mia Motley did everything she could do within her power to ensure that Ross was happy. They asked for roads, they asked for proper housing, they asked for security. Everything was in place. Of course, air access is there already because you have an international airport. So all of that was is in place for us. Just for 1% GDP of, um, of um, Barbados um, economy. 1%. That was John Blanchard, the treasurer of the Concerned Citizens Movement. And still in local news, we need to pay special attention to our students and teachers' mental health conditions coming into this new school year. This from education consultant, Mr. Simeon Joseph, speaking as a guest on Sunday's Civic Vibes program. Mr. Joseph highlighted the fact that for the past three years, students and teachers have not had stable approach to their education structure and system, but have adapted to the changing the ever-changing times. For many, they may be excited about face-to-face -face classes once again. And for others, there may be some apprehension, laments Joseph. Well, I think what needs to be, uh, what needs to be uh, focused on is mental health, okay? Um, remember, as I said, we have three degrees of people returning to schools. Those who have accustomed to, and let us not forget that for even our third, fourth, and fifth formers, they may have been deprived of regular schooling since first, some of them, our third former since first form, or fourth former since second form, and our fifth former since third form. So we're looking at an entire group of, of, of cohort of, of high school students and even primary school students who over the past three years have not had the benefit of a uh, of uh, what you call it, a structured transitional approach to, to schooling. And so their mental health is one of the first things that people will need to consider. So I'd like to encourage the parents that after your students have spent some time at home, they will be anxious about going to school. It's a fact. People are going to be anxious about what to expect. People are going to be anxious about how to operate. People are going to be anxious about how to deliver. Our, let, us not, let us not forget our teachers, okay? Who, who will also have to be very concerned about caring for themselves and, and for the students. So um, first, why for some people returning to the classroom will be a bit of a relief. For others, um, it might be a, a bit of a stress. That was education consultant Mr. Simeon Joseph. Paul Barron, a former president of the Dominican National Youth Council, speaks about young people in business and finance. He points out that small island developing states like Dominica, where the majority of systems are still under significant construction, struggle with access to funds. Although the aid bank has publicly said that it has the resources, Mr. Barron adds that the necessary procedure is very difficult for new and inexperienced entrepreneurs to obtain. We have to understand that most people tend to see Dominica as it is on the surface. But if you peer beneath our systems, financial systems, public systems, 
you'll recognize that these systems are still very underdeveloped and access to financing is one such area that is standing out. And we, we have heard the public pronouncements. We have known that monies are in most cases are made available and placed at the aid bank. But the moment you go there, you can, if you wish, you can conduct a survey among the entrepreneurs. They will tell you the moment they sit in that chair and have a conversation with the underwriting officer, who is in that case the loan officer, uh, all hope is lost, you know, by not being able to come up uh, with the specific requirements. According to Byron, it almost seems to be done deliberately to alienate those who are attempting to develop their ideas and are in need of financial support. He observes that there is a lot of pressure placed on the people, which can lead to irritation or even lead them to abandon their intentions to launch their own businesses. And, and, and you know, the level of frustration that can, can creep in at that time might all mean that you walk away from your idea altogether. So it really does call for a great degree of strength from all young entrepreneurs to want to go further. That was former president of the National Youth Council of Dominica, Mr. Paul Barham. In other news, tourism is something that no longer works in this region, said UFC co-founder and chairman Rafael De Angelis during the Venture Capital Firm's inaugural investment summit on Thursday at the Barbados Hilton Resort. Authorities in Barbados and the rest of the Caribbean are being urged to diversify their economies in order to up, keep up with changing global trends and stop putting all of the economic eggs in the tourism basket. At the venture capitalist firm's first investment conference held on Thursday, Upton Funds Caribbean UFC principals, along with co-founder and chairman Rafael DeAngelis, gave this advice. Of all the projects that you have, the first one and Mark Green participation as well, we're very thankful, can be a game changer for the region, which is the Maritime Project. Without logistics integration, without transportation infrastructure develop for peoples and cargoes and goods, there is no future in the Caribbean. You know, tourism is something that no longer works in this region, and there is way better markets and more fit to be a more aggressive competitor in the tourism arena than many countries in the Caribbean. So, but we know that if we integrate the region, bring the region closer together, we have a shot here and actually create economic prosperity in a level never seen before. And we base this not only on the fact that we want to integrate. No, we actually went through many studies in many different regions around the world to show the average growth that that integration can generate. Still in other news, Conservative Party, party leadership candidate Rish, Rishi Sunak says he would move incredibly quickly to deal with the rising cost of fuel bills if he were to become prime minister. His statement comes as energy regulator Ofgem hiked the price cap to £3,549 a year, plunging many into financial hardship. The Conservative leadership candidate and former Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, has been speaking on the same matter. This is the most pressing challenge facing the country. I've said that consistently. And as Chancellor, I announced significant support to help people. But the situation has deteriorated. As Prime Minister, I would go further. My priority is to protect the most vulnerable in society, including pensioners. And I want them to have certainty that extra help is coming. That's what I would put in place. But that represents a choice. It's the right thing to do. But I want to prioritise those people. Alternative plans, which are doing different things, borrowing tens of billions of pounds for permanent unfunded tax cuts, don't actually do anything to help the people most in need, risk making inflation worse, 
and put our nation's finances at risk as well. My plan, my priority is the right one for our country. Uh, should the government have allowed this price cap announcement to happen without uh, any matching announcement on support? Well, people can judge me by my track record. When the price cap estimate last came out when I was Chancellor, I announced significant support, which meant for the most vulnerable in our society, almost the entire increase in energy bills was covered and they were going to receive extra assistance to help with those bills. It was acknowledged as being commensurate with the scale of the challenge, targeted at the people most in need. That's my track record in grappling with this issue. I moved quickly as Chancellor and this will be my immediate priority as Prime Minister and I'd like to try and do the same thing and make sure that we protect the most vulnerable as much as we can from this significant increase in bills. That was the Prime Evening News, but first, here's a recap of the headlines. Justice Dr. Irvin Andre says Dominicans must look themselves in the mirror and ask themselves why are other nationalities being employed to do work in Dominica that they themselves can do. Tourism is something that no longer works in this region, said UFC co-founder and chairman Rafael De Angelis during the Venture Capitalist Firm's inaugural investment summit on Thursday in Barbados. And Rishi Sanak, a contender for the leadership of the Conservative Party, claims that if elected Prime Minister, he will act incredibly quickly to address the rising cost of fuel in the UK. The news was brought to you, compliments Digicel. Q, top of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens.